Coming up, we're finally saying goodbye and good riddance to Shrek 4D on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. We have a very fun episode for you today. As I said uh, last week, and we're now here, we are finally talking about Shrek 4D and its demise at Universal Studios Florida. It's been... It's been a couple weeks now, Rhino. How badly do you miss it? Not even a little bit. Okie dokie. That's never a good thing. So we probably know where this conversation is going to go. Uh, But before we get to that conversation, I want to remind you that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you uh, like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money. And you get the support of one of the amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So to get a free no-obligation quote, head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today. Okay. So uh, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, (laughs) You know, we've never really... We've never really pretended to like Shrek 4D over the years. And we actually, you know, way back in the... The earlier days of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition, 2015, 2016, 17, I think maybe through 18, we used to do a series called the Diz Universal Hall of Fame. And what that was, was we would take an attraction, uh, sometimes former attractions, but usually attract- all, all the attractions, and then we would like take the ones that were getting ready to close and we would we would use that as our remembrance shows but we would we would talk about the attractions and say whether or not we thought they were like hall of fame worthy like are these attractions if there was a hall of fame of rides and attractions for universal would this be worthy mentioning in it when all was said and done or is it better being left forgotten and it wasn't just us deciding we'd input on it and then we'd also take to the disboards at disboards.com and we would have our, our our people who wanted to vote on it i don't i don't want to say audience because i'm sure that random people would also pop in and just vote seeing seeing the threads but people would vote on it and yeah it was it was always a lot of fun but then we kind of stopped doing it because we ran out of a lot of attractions to do it with uh we already did shrek and it was a resounding no on uh remembering shrek uh off into the future but since it closed again, I want to take one last time where we look over the attraction and we really remember it and decide, was it really as bad as we thought it should be? It was. Should this actually be like embraced and remembered off into the future? I think we know how this conversation's going to go, though. <laughs> yeah. Right into a swamp. Oh, that's that's how I should have said it. Man, we should have had this conversation first. We could have said, is he going to be remembered in our hearts forever, or are we going to banish Shrek to the swamp forever? <laughs> that's where he wants to be, in the swamp forever. <laughs> yeah, so really we'd be just giving him what he wants by banishing him to the swamp. And hopefully I'll learn how to speak before this episode is over, because it's already off to a bad start. 
So, uh, Rhino, let's before we start going through the attraction itself, what are your true actual feelings on Shrek 4D? I, I just feel like it's such a like even when it was like brand new, it's still one of those things where I was it's just like it's such a basic it's just a 3D tenant show. You know what I mean? Like that that that's just like it's got some like theater effects and stuff, but it's not anything it was never a wow thing for me. And honestly the thing I remember the most about it is not necessarily not enjoying like the short film or being in the theater. It's that I felt like the cue could be obnoxious like it was it, the once you're in the waiting room it just felt like it would take forever so it was a process where i was like i don't want to repeat this a lot and then also you don't really have it's kind of a one and done attraction i don't i don't really really feel like it had like uh repeatability i would agree with that i mean it's definitely one and done per trip so if you only visited once every couple of years i could i could see you being like oh yeah i remember loving shrek and i do love this character so i'd go back to it and uh, I I struggled with this attraction solely from like I remember the first time I did it and I remember the second time I did it and then on that final day I was really standing outside Trek and when once I was watching I'm like I think I may have only done this attraction a grand total of 3 times and granted I've only been mm-hmm. visiting Universal since 2011 so it's not like I I have a a long history with it but I mean like in in what is essentially ten years to only do an attraction three times, that kind of that kind of tells you how you feel about it before you even talk about oh, do I like the content inside the attraction? Uh, you know, it it opened in two thousand three, and so I'm sure you actually did visit Trek forty during the early days of its opening. Oh no, you didn't. You didn't. No, I I um I think the last time I had been at Universal before. I graduated high school in 2003. We had done grad night that year, but we didn't. Universal wasn't part of that trip. And then I wasn't back at Universal till I lived here. So I don't think I went to Universal till like 2008 or 2000. It might have been 2009. So wow. it had been like probably about a 10 year stretch of me since I had uh, for because I had come in like 98 or 99. We had gone then. I think it was 99. And so yeah, so it had it had been a while. Yeah, because it was. It was uh, the the time I came. I think it was the first time I'd ever been to Islands of Adventure because I think Islands opened in ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine. Yes, and I remember the last trip I was here. It was brand new, but we had come to go to Universal Studios Studios, so we didn't go into that one. But yeah, yeah, because on that that trip I went to Spider Man for the first time. But yeah, I do like I remember it being there, but I don't. I didn't go to it. I don't think I went. I think I was with. No, I didn't work at the Diz, but I had I had gone there like. I don't know, 10 years ago for the first time or something like that. But I'm also not like a huge Shrek person. Like I never really got into the first movie when everybody was into it. I was like, it's fine. I liked the second one better, but then like, I, I know I've seen the third, the third one. I think Puss in Boots is in that one. Is that where he shows yes. up or is it the second one? Third one. Yeah. Uh, he might and show up I, in the second. Yeah. I can't remember. And then I remember like seeing the last one, I think the fourth one's the last one. Right. And I was like, this one's awful. I don't like this. Like, but like, I'm not, I've never been a big, a big fan of that like universe necessarily. So I've never gone out of my way to be like, Oh, Shrek, I want to go do that. Yeah. I, I will admit the first Shrek movie, 
I I don't think we saw it in theaters, but I do believe we we might have saw it in theaters, but we saw it on DVD and we watched it a lot because, you know, growing up as Disney fans, it was it was pretty good that it was like well, everybody you know, was talking. Yeah, everybody. It was the anti anti Disney animated movie, and the first one that was like you know there had been other times where animation studios uh, put out a product that was just as good as anything Disney had done, like with with DreamWorks, um, the the Prince of Egypt movie. Well, maybe you don't enjoy the the context of what the movie's about. It's a really well animated movie, um, it, but then Shrek just kind of blew blew everything away it was funny it the animation was very good at the time it just it it worked really really well uh no no doubt about that it was it was a a great movie of its time and then for me the problem is i i didn't see the second movie right away Mm -hmm. and i kind of slept on it and so i've never really been a fan of the second one but then the third one, I, I did see pretty pretty quickly into when it was released, and I actually really enjoy the third one, even though I think a lot of people don't. That's I the, can't even remember what happened in the third one. Is that Humpty Dumpty? No, Humpty Dumpty is in the Puss in Boots movie. Well, yeah, I've never watched the Puss in Boots movie. I don't believe I've seen the fourth Shrek movie. The third one is where Justin Timberlake is a part of it. Oh, that's the one I don't think I liked. Uh, yeah, well, that's I, I think a lot of people didn't like it because the second I think some people would actually say the second one was actually the all around best of the series. I'm pretty sure I saw the second one in the theaters. Like I kind of remember. No, I definitely did, because I remember seeing it in the movie theater in Wareham it, with my like cousins or something like that, because I remember the dance number at the end and being like, oh, this is funny from Footloose. Like and uh, so Shrek the third is here i'll read the description from imdb so now we can get this all straight reluctantly designated as the heir to the land of far far away shrek hatches a plan to install the rebellious already as the new king while princess fiona tries to fend off a coup d'etat by the jilted prince charming i don't remember that but i one of them one of them changes like it goes back in time right and it like i think that might be the fourth one Rumpelstiltskin tricks a midlife crisis bird and Shrek into allowing himself to be erased from existence. That is the fourth one, yeah. Rumpelstiltskin is the fourth one. God, I don't even remember. That's how much these clearly stuck with me. Because I was like, eh, yeah. I don't really, I don't really like it. I do remember the fourth one with with Justin Timberlake, though. Now that you've said that, but I, it, irrelevant to the attraction, I think. Yeah. But. Oh no! It's uh, besides the first movie. The rest of them are all a blur in my head, ultimately, and that's that's where I go into this conversation with it. Just it all starts with a blur in my head. But clearly, uh, you know, Universal was gambling on it in a big way, and it was popular because this attraction ended up making it to to so many other parks. I mean, it. It just it was in Hollywood. It was in Japan, if I remember correctly. I think it was also in Singapore as well, too. Uh, and so, yeah, this is it's people. People love their Shrek. People wanted Shrek. And, uh, you know, a lot of there. Then there was the people like us that say, well, why need an attraction about it when you could just watch it? as part of the dvd release and because that's that's how they you know that's that's how they released it and then it's re-released later as as part of the 
the ghost of Lord Farquaad and the Shrek scary tales or whatever the heck they call it. It's not, it's not even worth bothering getting the right name, but still on Netflix. And it has, uh, Oh my God. I just, I just blanked because I was reading the description of the other movie and John Cleese is the father, but who is third rock from the sun? John, John, John um, Lithgow. Yeah. John Lithgow. Anytime there's more John Lithgow in anything, I'll be happy. Oh yeah, no. John Lithgow was John Lithgow was probably the only reason why you should go to Shrek 40. I'm yeah. just going to say that. But but now we can't go to it at all except uh, virtually by watching it in the places it's still available because it is no longer at Universal Studios Florida, of course. And you know it it kicked out uh, the <laughs> the Alfred Hitchcock attraction before, and it's kind of one of those things. In in 2003, it probably made a lot of sense for that switch but i would argue now if you ask yeah. people what would you rather have an alfred hitchcock attraction here or a shrek attraction i well, well no no i'm i'm saying that <laughs> from the per- you, i don't know if you want to yeah i'll pull the general public on that but uh, yeah i'm saying that from the people i hang out with all the other yeah. movie nerds you and i that would that would be our our attraction is alfred hitchcock but you're right the general public is going to say shrek all the way so i retract that statement jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want cinematic history or fart jokes? And people are going to be like, farts are funny. <laughs> yeah. And they are funny. They're totally funny. Farts are so funny. I laugh every time a fart joke happens. It's so great. Uh, but yeah, so Shrek 4D from the outside of the building, there's not a lot going on. It's in production central. So yeah, this is still your classic universal style of here's a soundstage and we're going to take you into the soundstage and be a part of it. Uh, the queue, as Rhino pointed out, was uh, it could be obnoxious. I will I will say that. It, during Logging. what? Oh, you're see, you're jumping, you're jumping to the the pre-show though. I'm talking oh, okay. about just the the queue in general. That that you know all the down and backs that I think more people have probably waited in them for Halloween Horror Nights yeah. than actually with the queue. Where you Trek. go around the corner, and you're like, I'm there, but then you pass the entrance and have to come back down. And you're like, just kidding, like. <laughs> Yeah. And the one thing I will say about the queue that I never really I never really paid attention to it prior. Obviously, I didn't go through it more than a couple times in in my lifetime, but I never really paid attention to it until the last day when I was I was actually filming it. And I will say I give them credit that they set up basically the entire story of what's supposed to happen in in throughout the queue so the queue is actually really effective whether or not you are seeing it or you're just walking past everything with it you know like there's a inside the queue you'll find newspaper clippings that say lord farquad returns from grave still very short and you know really goes goes through that and uh there's you know there there's fun movie posters that you'll see in the queue as well too like uh pinocchio in the movie uh liar liar which i i i wonder how many kids walked past that and been like i wonder what liar liar is but hilarious poster with pinocchio having his nose grow uh the donkey's dragon is going after i believe farquad in a poster for claws c l a w s you get it rhino claws uh, yeah 
yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Shrek and Doni. Don- Doni. <laughs> the spinoff that you can find at your local 7-Eleven near the checkout stand. Yes. Uh, but how about Shrek and Donkey in Donkey Hote? Oh, <laughs> that was really funny. And then I think it's um, uh, it's the Thelonious. I believe it's a take on like Terminator 2, but I'm not. I, that's the one I'm always just like, I don't, I don't really pay attention to it. But there, those posters are in there. Uh, a big proclamation about Shrek and Fiona getting married was in there. They even took on Disney with it. Like they had Lord Farquaad's Enchanted Tick Room and also uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, Donkbo, <laughs> which was a take on the Dumbo poster, but with Donkey and it's uh, Gingerbread Man riding in it the flying talking donkey so there was some cute stuff that helped all set it up together and then we get to the portion that rhino was mentioning and that is the dungeon of the castle and here you pick up your ogre vision glasses and that's when uh you know the next part of the story really takes place and uh it involves both a team member standing at the front lecturing on all of the rules and what's happening, why you're in the dungeon. And it's, it also then goes into video screens to set up what happened in the first Shrek movie, uh, as seen through, you know, the gingerbread man, the three little pigs being held captive, uh, the magic mirror on the wall. Pinocchio is being held captive in a box and hung upside down. It's, but, Really, the thing that sticks with anyone, and clearly it stuck with Rhino, is that uh, no matter what you do, the punishment will be a flogging and everything. Oh, uh, flogging. Like, it was like one of those things where you've waited in this queue for so long and then you get in this room and like it. I think it depends on the team members delivery. But it was just like my experience in there where I was just like, oh, my it, it became like nails on a ch- like grating like i want to peel my skin off every time i could hear the team member saying the word flogging where i was like this is awful where i'm just like i was like i want to get out of this room right this second like it i feel terrible sorry to that team member who did it i know they were just reading the thing and they they were enjoying themselves too and that's fine but i was just like i can't handle this right now i need to get out of here <laughs> like that was before i even worked at the diz too so that's like it's funny that was just me as a regular guest <laughs> No, it's definitely it's definitely a lot to handle. I will I will say that. It's like it's uh, it, uh, we are in the uh, minority opinion on this because even up on the last day that I was there, people just seeing the attraction not because it was its final day, just enjoying it as regular guests. Uh people thought it was funny. They they thought the flogging over and over again was funny and maybe it was just that I had a particularly funny a team member in there. I will say on that final day, all of the team members who were inside were and inside and outside were absolutely incredible. Uh, the the one that I ended up interacting the most, who was extremely kind to me, was Dylan. So uh, by any chance, if Dylan is watching or listening to this in the future, uh, thank you, thank you for being so kind that day. But yeah, it it just the pre show clearly was just you know that that waste of time to set up the story and meanwhile this theater is on the next 
it's literally in the next part and the soundproofing and that was so horrible so while you're you're watching this pre-show and hearing the team member speak you're also hearing everything that's happening in the theater beside you you hear every explosion every loud part it just it was kind of a mess uh, but that doesn't mean that what came after that was any better as well, too. Uh, you, you make your way into the theater, which it's not just your typical 3D film. It, I mean, it, it 4D in a way, but actually a pretty big uh, 4D because it's in it's a theater that all the seats move, with the exception of the front row, which I believe that was the stationary row that that would be just like going and watching a movie theater. Every every other seat had the ability to move and uh, shower you with 4D effects. And I'm su- I'm saying showering with purpose because there was way too much water shooting yeah. at people in in the show. And I the, the part that was hilarious to me that I don't think I really picked up on because I was always in there so little is the theater was absolute ma- absolutely massive, uh, but like. A third of it wasn't even used. There's just a, there was a giant empty space in the theater that just like was not used. And I'm like, this isn't like, this isn't the way you want to show. Like, this is a good movie. Look at, look at how big and grand it is. It's just like, here's a bunch of seats in a box and go find one and sit on this. And so not only do the seats uh, are used to shoot effects at you and stuff throughout the show, they will also move up and down in the most obnoxious ways. And I loudly too. Very loudly. Yeah. I was not scary loud. Yeah. And I was not prepared because it's been so long since the last time I've done Shrek. I was not prepared for how aggressive it is because the day that I had to do it, it was while I'm still in the, the midst of healing from my, my fractured elbow. And it was like within two seconds the thing starting in the first movement that I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to have my arm levitate in the air. Otherwise, if I put it down on the seat, I think the fracture is going to be a lot worse because it was that aggressive. But you know what? That's my fault for not reading, not remembering, and also not reading the parts of like aggravating and, uh, and you know, being too aggressive and such. And it, it, if you had surgery, skip it. If you're an expectant mother, skip it. I probably should have read that a little bit more. But uh, Rhino, do you want to take a quick uh, jaunt through the movie just to kind of recap what actually happened in it? Uh, I mean, I it's Shrek. It, I, it picks right up where the first movie ends, and they're off onto their honeymoon, and the ghost of Farquaad comes along and steals their onion carriage, right? And Shrek has you're- to... <laughs> Am I oversimplifying this? Well, no, you're very close. And I will say, I wasn't asking you necessarily to go through it. I was was asking you more hypothetically, hey, are you ready to go through it? And Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, I don't. I was like, it's been a while since I've seen it. But yeah, I no, it, it was a hypothetical question. Like, hey, do you do you want to go through it? And I was hoping you would say, I'd rather not. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 
I'd rather not. No, oh, we no. aren't. <laughs> anyway, so. Well, we're going through anyways. But uh, you, I, I will say, you got it pretty correct right up at the front. It does pick up at the end. You know, the the Tinkerbell like fairy character comes and and it, it starts the show off, but then she immediately gets taken by a frog, and you know that's where hopping antics start. Uh, Shrek and Donkey are are trying to figure out where to actually go with shrek and fiona's honeymoon in their onion carriage and it's not it's not actually farquad who comes along and steals her it is thelonious the i don't know if they call him like that dark knight or but you know the 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 what's what's the name of people who do all the beheadings oh um oh my gosh yeah i know what you're talking about because in star wars there's the one with the thing and he they're like executioner yes executioner thank you wow that you really pulled that out they call that guy who executes everyone yeah who's the guy who executes everyone what do they call him uh and so yeah he thelonious the executioner rides up and you know they they try to try to battle him and this was like the first moment that i cringed in the Shrek 4D, my last time watching it, because, uh, you know, Fiona thinks that she's going to go ahead and kick his butt and literally jumps out of the onion carriage and goes to kick him. And it goes into the, the matrix. matrix. Yeah. yeah. Like the matrix spin, which was like, but they had ugh. already done that in the in the last movie. That's the thing. So this it's like a rehash of a thing that she did in the first movie. Yes. Right. Yes. My kid. It absolutely is, and obviously it did not age well, and uh, the fourth Matrix movie is not good, so do not bother seeing it. That's just my opinion. If you want to, uh, have fun wasting your time. I... it was very, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll move off of that because we're still on Shrek. Uh, so Shrek and donkey jump in the onion as Thelonious captures Fiona and rides off with her. Uh, and it is a thrilling chase through the dark forest. Uh, very spooky. You can definitely see how it ends up in a, a Shrek, uh, a Shrek analogy, not analogy, anthology, anthology of, uh, of scarier things. And, this part was just the absolute worst because the seats would rock back and forth as you were galloping. And I, there was not a single person that was not groaning like, Oh gosh, will this just stop? Like I, I physically heard people in my theater saying it, like, why is this still going on? It's with a lot of the effects from the chairs, you know, they're, they're little cheap gimmicks and it's not really that bad, but the galloping is just like, it is backbreaking. It is just, it was awful. It was awful. Like to the point where I was sitting there saying, why didn't I just take the stationary seating? This would have, this could have been slightly enjoyable if I would have just been in the stationary seating, but uh, they end up in the graveyard and uh, the horses are turned back into blind mice and wander away. But uh, you know, it's, it's scary in there. It's real scary. And uh, they come upon a con come a con comic con we're gonna go to comic con yeah Uh, they come upon farquad's grave which shows him as a uh, (laughs) in a in a big way of him like slaying a dragon which 
they got the story a little bit wrong on that. And I, I believe they even point that out. Uh, the stone dragon on the grave comes to life because of Lord Farquaad. Also, his ghost being alive. And, well, then it's on to, to go after and finally do Shrek in. So the ghost of Lord, Far- Lord Farquaad can have his one and only Fiona. And, yeah, goes on a big thrilling chase. Of course, Donkey's Dragon comes in to help out and try to save the day. And they're able to get rid of the stone dragon along the way with it. But... But part of the plan is Lord Farquaad needs to kill Fiona so she can be a ghost with him. And yeah, that's uh that's that means he wants to throw her over a waterfall. And obviously that's not something that Shrek, Donkey, or anyone wants to happen. Uh and well, Rhino, are they able to save the day? No, she dies. That's the twist here. <laughs> is, yeah, well like the heart of the ocean. Drowned at the bottom of the sea. I mean, and the thing that I don't get is Thelonious, the executioner. He's he's really trying to help Lord Farquaad get these plans to actually happen. Like he's he's putting in extra effort to try to kill Fiona. He even goes over the falls himself, and it's a good thing he did because otherwise, when Fiona and Shrek and Donkey go over the falls, uh, you know, if if Thelonious didn't grab onto him, then. Ultimately, they would have all just they would have all just died. But a uh, dragon swoops in to save the day. They trick the ghost of Lord Farquaad uh, into thinking that Fiona is dead by her just standing on the back, floating up. Uh, very, very Back to the Future esque yeah. in that way. I mean, I think we can probably say that it was just a blatant ripoff of that moment in Back to the Future in a way. Not that he thought he was a ghost, but the you know, okay, you jumped, and now all of a sudden he's just rising up, knocking old Biff out in that way but uh <laughs> yeah down in his robe it's a it's a fancy velvet robe i believe so the only the best of robes and ultimately though uh you know day was saved shrek and donkey are dropped back off at their honeymoon suite and all the characters are there because why wouldn't they be why why wouldn't they be on the honeymoon and that is the end uh and of course too it does it's not just the end in the theater uh the the fairy character has a final moment where it's flung into into the actual theater in another final 4d effect and then you're ushered out into the gift shop gift shop is set up to be the actual the place that they go on their honeymoon as well too so it that that ends up letting them uh you know continue the theming on what's the oh i can't remember the actual name of where they were doing it it is uh the hotel honeymoon honeymoon hotel hotel honeymoon, oh, well, i don't honeymoon know it looks hotel? like a casino <laughs> it looks like a casino yeah it kind of does a little bit but uh yeah it's the i believe it's the honeymoon hotel and there's funny stuff check out times trolls before dawn's early light pixies when people stop believing humans 11 a.m sharp gnomes springtime ogres whenever you feel like it <laughs> is that not funny rhino no oh <laughs> Well, you know what? That's a bold statement. But inside the gift shop, uh, there was plenty of plenty of Shrek merchandise. Lots of stuff saying "sexy bald guy," which always made me terribly uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> very, very uncomfortable. Uh, they also had in the gift shop this awesome map that 
was kind of like similar to what you would expect of the one that Shrek had in the actual 4D movie, but shows off all of the land. And that was like the coolest thing about being in the gift shop with Shrek 4D closing. The gift shop is also completely closed too. Only thing left standing is the meet and greet out back. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm thinking that's, that's kind of it for the highlights in general of Shrek 4D. And then once you exit, gives you a chance to look over everything that you just did again. There was uh, another attraction poster that I skipped over the first time around, but one that you would see directly as you're exiting and making your way back towards uh, the main area of Production Central that was Great Moments with Mr. Farquaad, kind of, you know, a play on Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of it in general i will say there was a couple other things that i thought were cute uh there was one there was one uh part that i noticed by where they kept their transfer wheelchairs that was like a warning for fairy tale creatures and even it was like a fake entrance for fairy tale creatures and mm-hmm. uh said like elf hats must fit below this line for others to enjoy the attraction and i thought like little things like that were neat and the main thing that i truly 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 never noticed about this attraction i'm embarrassed to say is that they literally set up all of the story of shrek outside of the the queue so you didn't even technically you didn't need to see the movie at all they literally they they put it all out for you right out in front of the queue in a storybook style uh, ending with Lord Farquaad was eaten by a fire breathing dragon and he is gone, but not for, and then he writes in, but not for long. I've returned from the grave and I want my princess and, uh, and I want my princess back. You hideous monster. I will be King. I will have my revenge. Sincerest regards, etc., etc. Lord Farquaad. And so it was all available up front. The little details that I just didn't notice ever until I stopped to actually appreciate it. But I didn't appreciate the attraction. So I like the donkey meet and greet outside of the attraction. (laughs) Yeah, that's I think that's the best way to still keep Shrek in Universal as a whole if they want to with stuff like that being part of the parades. I feel like that's better for shrek than an actual attraction itself and so i i hope shrek's never gone from parades if they want to keep keep adding to dreamworks i hope he always stays a part of it i mean that would be like disney saying you know what that's no white girl she's too old get her out of there we don't want her anymore you know still still instill him in some ways especially since since universal owns dreamworks animation but i don't i don't need an attraction ever again from him i'm i'm good with I, my time I, with shrek i just think it it's an attraction that overstayed its welcome i i, I have nothing there's nothing against like 3d shows because i i think those are you know staples of theme parks but it just was there way too long and i think once they made that short available to the public it was kind of like well what's the point now there's no exclusivity to it so it's like other than like going in to enjoy the effects it's kind of like it i'm it's it's you know it's it's old news now. I mean, wh- what else are you going to do in that space? I'm sure what goes in there is also going to be a 3D movie. And I know the hint right now, because of Universal Twitter putting the bananas everywhere, is that it's going to be a uh, Minions attraction, which makes sense because it's across the street from from the other Minions attraction right now. Yeah, but I don't know. Me, but. I don't know if it's going to be 3D though. I I mean, it seems like considering the rumor 
before like where you know where where we first got the rumor from it i believe it was alicia stella and um and her site i, I you know it said walk through villain con attraction back then oh, so then yeah a walkthrough not 3d so it so then the banana posts started and then you know the fact that on the construction walls out front of shrek you actually do have you know minions on it so it's all all signs point to all of that being accurate but you know she has not really gotten anything wrong ever with it so i fully fully trust in that and expect that that to be it and all i can say is i don't think it can be much worse than shrek but you know what I think we could have said that about other attractions like Fast and Furious Supercharged and Race to New York starring Jimmy Fallon. And with that in particular, would I rather have Jimmy Fallon or would I rather have Twister dot 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 ride it out back? I can wholeheartedly say I'd rather have Twister. Yeah. But and talk about another thing where you're just like now it's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, an attraction that was kind of dated at that point. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. They could have just like made the experience like upped the experience and brought it into the modern day with like projections and uh, all that sort of stuff. And I would have definitely enjoyed it. I'd enjoy just the old, the old attraction more than I like Jimmy Fallon. So yeah. And Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, no, no. And I, I would rather have disaster than fast and furious, furious supercharged. Apparently it's now furry on top of being furious. Uh, that would make it better. <laughs> that would also make it better. Just but a bunch of stuffed animals <laughs> playing yeah. out the Fast and Furious attraction. <laughs> that's that's how it should be. I I would rather I would rather have disaster back than supercharged. Uh, but I'm glad that supercharged could have had the ability to destroy the Beetlejuice's graveyard mashup stage, though. So I will I will say that. But uh, ultimately. I am I am sorry for all the people out there who loved Shrek 4D, who raced to New York to be able to buy the going away forever t-shirts for Shrek. You know, I'm I'm so sorry for your loss on this, but I think Universal is best leaving this behind and forgetting about its existence and moving forward into the future with it. I do not I do not think Shrek 4D deserves to be really remembered too much into the future and i am i'm so happy even if the minions attraction isn't something that is great for a long time even if it's just a stepping stone it makes me happy that rather than take away something that's like truly beloved by all fans i'm glad they're taking something that's like yeah it's overstated it's welcome so let's focus with this and then we'll start looking at what's happening next and what's happening with Epic Universe. So, yeah, sorry, Shrek 4D. You are not Hall of Fame worthy, in my opinion. Go I, back to I mean, swap. I, yeah, I, no, no judging, no judging anybody that really enjoys Shrek or you, you're welcome to still enjoy it. You can still watch the short. You can still do all that stuff. It's just one of those things where I'm like in 20 years from now, I'll go, oh, yeah, that was a Shrek thing. I think it's the same thing as like being like, oh, yeah, Jimmy Neutron. I remember that. But it's just it's there's no. There was nothing I felt like there was nothing really innovative about it that made it different, that made it worthy of being like that was an all time great, you know. It's no Spider Man or, or Hagrid's or you know, or any of these these things. It's it's just the thing where it was like it was 
fine and good for what it was and served its purpose and now it's going and we can remember it fondly and hopefully what what will be there in the future will be fun and new and then when that's gone something else again here 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 i agree wholeheartedly so for everyone who is watching this out here of course we want to hear your thoughts and opinions on shrek 4d in the comments below tell us if you loved it if you think that it deserved to be there forever or if you're happy to see it go i want to know all your thoughts and feelings about that and then for all the listeners out there you know feel free to come over to youtube and and share in with your thoughts too you can always reach out to us on social media uh craig is at teleclaster and rhino is at ryno 1185 and you can always send us your thoughts on it and i will sit there and chuckle as I, I read all of your thoughts and opinions on it, but I definitely want to hear what you have to think about Shrek 4D, but we're not going to bother putting up a poll or anything with it. It's it's done. It's gone. It's over. And hopefully this is the last time we will ever have to talk about Shrek 4D besides saying like, hey, this new Minions experience. Well, that yeah, that took over Shrek 4D, but that's the extent of the conversation about it. So we are going to move on with our lives and we are going to move on with this episode by ending it yes you see how i segued that there so i want to say mm. rhino thank you very much for having this conversation with me i know this was not an easy one to get through but necessary fine. <laughs> I, it's fine there's worse ways you could live out a, a day of your life i think maybe probably not that's fine that's fine but thank you to everyone who watched and listened i hope this wasn't too miserable for you i hope you didn't feel like you were suffering from this i hope you didn't feel like we are flogging you because of this but if if there was such a thing as audio visual flogging i believe this episode would be the absolute uh, definition of that and i apologize for it but Thank you so much. If you want to support us more, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. You can hit the thumbs up on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and leave comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comment section. Uh, you can subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star rating and review so more people are able to find us. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again real soon for another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. 